Welcome to this week's episode of The Greater Fools, the podcast where we pick a topic, drink a few beers, and then drunks explain the shit out of it. This week we're talking about accidents that change the world. So you're going to hear things about penicillin, you're going to hear about Viagra, uh, you're going to hear about good old-fashioned cheese. Uh, a lot more to come. Uh, stick around. Footnotes are going to be in the description of the episode. Enjoy. Here we are with episode number six. <laughs> I was literally thinking that exact and noise in my head. <laughs> I thought about this last night. It was premeditated. Um, to my left, Adam Aldis, Sam Wilkinson, and then Chris Gibbs. What are we talking about? I usually intro everybody. <laughs> I have a thing. Uh-oh. I always have a thing. Oh, Shots no. fired. Yes. Sorry. All right. All right. I'll save it this for is the end. a wrap for this episode. Let's go on to episode seven. <laughs> Sorry. I was just free balling. <laughs> oh, I liked it. I liked it. No, that's okay. So for this week's episode, we're talking about accidents that change the world. And uh, as the greater fools go, we are probably going to botch all of these stories. But uh, <laughs> we... Uh, Somebody has to. So this idea comes from like... Um, I, I was actually listening to a podcast on how we came to have penicillin. Um, and Sam, do you remember the name of the doctor that, or the name of the scientist that discovered penicillin? Yeah. Alexander Fleming in 1928. Okay. Alexander Fleming in 1928. Didn't he, uh, write James Bond too? <laughs> oh, Ian Fleming. Ian my bad. Fle- <laughs> okay. Bro- brothers, probably. <laughs> How many Flemings could there be? Yeah, no. So, uh, anyways, I was listening to the podcast on how he was just like a total slob and, and like left all types of all types of petri dishes just open and and like they were testing on bacteria and eventually it was like oh like you know he has done something and i don't know sam do you okay let me take it from here (laughs) so um for anyone that doesn't know including chris (laughs) the way way that you grow bacteria is you grow it on little uh petri dishes and uh, Alexander Fleming, uh, I mean, it's pretty standard practice to have a cover on all of your Petri dishes now so that this exact thing doesn't happen. But Alexander Fleming left a bunch <laughs> of open Petri dishes sitting around in his lab. Um, anyway, noticed this certain uh, mold growing on one of his Petri dishes. And around that mold, the um, the uh, a certain type of bacteria called Staph aureus, which is really common, um, was inhibited from growing and actually and he found that the mold not only was preventing it from growing more but it was actually killing it Uh, and so he really discovered penicillin yeah and so the the way that they were talking about it on the podcast i was listening to is they were describing how like he potentially could have discovered this like 10 years earlier because he was such a slob but like it i don't know he had left he was just you know always consistently leaving things out in the open and it's one of those things where like he had the foresight you know even if it was if even if it took him a while to discover what he was doing but he had the or just the brain power to say oh i'm not doing well with what i'm supposed to be doing but maybe i've actually discovered something here <laughs> and he ran with that instead my guess is ditching what he was working on completely um and so that's that's what this whole podcast episode is going to be about we're going to talk about discoveries that have changed the world that happened by accident um does anybody have one that they want to get things rolling with adam get after it i got one i'll, I'll send i'll do a quick and easy one Ooh. before we get into quick some and really easy good ones just Every, how michael likes it just Everybody off the top of the head quick and easy <laughs> people have probably heard about this one before. just michael <laughs> just my yeah you know. wink <laughs> Pretty quick, not all that easy. <laughs> um, but Plato, uh, back in the day, uh, I'm sure you know, electricity hasn't always been a thing, but people would heat and power their homes, well, mostly just heat their homes with like a big furnace and they would burn coal. And obviously you would get a lot of soot in your house. That's where the term spring cleaning comes from is because all winter long you'd be burning coal and then you need to clean your house in the spring. 
Ah. After all the soot was... I didn't know that. That's a fun fact. Yeah, that's a fun fact. <laughs> it's just like a... Dude. Has nothing to do <laughs> with an accidental invention, but that's just off the top of the old dome I will, there. I will mm. never hear Spring that phrase cleaning. the same again. Spring cleaning? Yeah. I'd be like, I we should get the uh, brooms to dust off the coal. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're, they were trying to come up with a good way to clean their wallpaper after... You know, when all the soot's on there. So they're coming up with all these different materials. And they came up with Play-Doh uh, to do that. And they'd, like, rub it up against the wall. And it would stick to it. And then it would take all the soot off the wall. And then you'd have a clean wall. But then, obviously, we don't use coal to heat our homes anymore. <laughs> and they realize that it's actually way better as just a toy for kids. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is... This is uh we have just so much of this shit. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're using natural gas now. They actually switched <laughs> uh the kinds of wallpaper that they used too that you could clean with water instead. And so they're like, Well, we don't need this anymore. So slight <laughs> sidebar, like what age do you stop using play doh? Like we're like, this is no longer something that's just fun. It's like I feel slightly insecure about my play doh use. There's an age when you're supposed to stop? Well <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you hate how Play-Doh gets like under your fingernails? Does it? Does that happen to you? I can't play oh, with Play-Doh. I, keep my, uh, I feel like keep my, my nails short. No, 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 Adam. Last weekend when we were building Play-Doh houses. Yeah, when we were sand castles, but Play-Doh castles instead. We just trim the nails and you're good. Okay, I need to keep. <laughs> I just need to keep my nails shorter. Is that what everybody's telling me? Adam, your hands look like you play guitar with both hands strumming. <laughs> Nylon strings. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sex okay. joke? No, uh, that was just like you know how like guitar players will have that like one weird thumb that has like a oh, thumb pick or just like the long thumb, long fingernail thumb. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. That's a good oh, one though. I, I actually didn't know. I mean, I don't know where most things came from. But uh, I, I was almost more excited about the spring cleaning thing, to be honest. I know, that's a great fun fact. I didn't even read about that. That's just something I know. <laughs> Nailed it. Serendipity. <laughs> um, what's another good one? Uh, oh, actually. You, you've got like six, so you do one. I, I mean, we, I, I think we all have a couple, but let's just toss it around. All right. I, uh, I want to talk to you guys first today about cheese. Yeah, that's right. Our favorite thing. God's gift to the world. So this actually goes Preach. back thousands of years to an Arab nomad. Uh, so the story goes that he was care like he was going on a long trip. And of course, what do you pack for a long trip? Uh, but milk when you're traveling. Right. Is that oh. that's what you guys all do when you're going on backpacking trips. Right. You take you take milk. With Copious. You. Absolutely. A big, Copious box amounts of milk. <laughs> a big, big box of milk. Anyway, so he uh, he'd put it in his it was like a horse's stomach. Is what they used for their, um, they use that for their like canteen pouch things, um, like, like Bear Grylls style. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, so and then you pee it out and you drink it a second time. So uh, like Bear after, <laughs> like after hiking for <laughs> a long time, um, he like went in to look at the milk and it was like, oh oh god, this is like super chunky. It's like solid now. Um, and what it is, is inside of a stomach, you have the chemical renin. And so what he didn't realize though, is like, you know, you're, you're walking, you're hiking and you have both the heat, the like shaking and the stirring of the milk inside of the pouch and the renin in the stomach. But in my head, I'm trying to imagine him like trying to replicate this for somebody and like just putting it in like a different type of cantina and be like, no. Trust me, guys, this works. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> it's like, it's you like, put it in this bottle <laughs> and then it'll it. be cheese. It's like, and cheese doesn't smell good like right after you open it, but it, like somebody had the foresight to think, you know what? I bet this would be good on crackers. <laughs> like, this thing smells like shit. It, that that's gonna kill you. <laughs> could you picture? Could you imagine him opening it up for the first time in his bag and just being like, "What in God's name, dear I Lord? Done? I don't think I put this in here." <laughs> and thirty seconds later, he's eating it. <laughs> Gosh, do you think it was like more of a Gouda or a blue? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm it's just some goat. gourmet cheese. Yeah, it's a nice for. <laughs> oh man! 
and and like how long until you can get like your first friend to try it? And it's like, wait, how did you make this thing? <laughs> You're like, well, you you see, here's what I did. I took the horse's stomach bag that we carry our water in. <laughs> I put some milk in it. Okay. I heated it up and I shook it. <laughs> Here is what you do. Here is what you do. That's what I imagine is actually. Like. <laughs> yeah, he's speaking English because. It's been around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have a timeline? What what time? How long ago was this? Uh, it just said thousands of years in the article. I'll take that, it. that I was reading for it. Well, that was a fun one though. And then what? That that's one where it's not like an actual person, but that or not a not a like I don't have the name of the guy obviously. Um, but yeah, I I can't. I, can you guys imagine like pivoting your entire life's work into? Like, oh, I've been actually working really hard to try to do this one thing. But I realized I was better at doing this thing that I did on accident for the first time. Uh, I'd be stoked about that. I don't know. I mean, it'd be kind of weird to be like, oh, this is, I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) But at least you'd be onto something. But we don't have, like, we don't have movies that show, like, oh, this is the guy's story arc is it was an accident and now he's really good at this. Because, like, you want to tell yourself that if I work fucking hard at doing this one thing, I'm going to be good at, like, I don't know, that thing in the end of the story. Not good at a totally different thing. Are you saying that now you want to produce a movie about the invention of cheese? No, I may- maybe because just Because I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. Can yeah, we it's s- got to be a comedy after this. <laughs> Can we somehow merge that into, like, a sequel for Ratatouille? If so, <laughs> sign me the F up. You know, sign me the F up. This is a kid's podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I have an invention. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. Oh, fun. So there's this man named Richard James, 1943. He's a Navy engineer. He's tampering. He's messing around. He's trying to figure out how to use springs to keep sensitive instruments just on board and from, like, shaking themselves to death. And he had a prototype sitting there. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of flipped over. And then it just kind of did a couple little turns. And it looked so graceful. He's like, that's kind of, that could be something. And lo and behold, Slinky. The Slinky. <laughs> you know that scene in Ace Ventura where he's just doing all the stairs? And he's just like, this has got to be some kind of a record. <laughs> 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 oh, come on. <laughs> like the last step. <laughs> Can we go one more time? <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you imagine, though, that guy being like, you know what? This is fun. I'm going to well, sell this. It'll be like a side thing. It turns out to make like millions of dollars. Kids something. will love this toy for five minutes and then never <laughs> use it again. Yeah. I'd never, I didn't use this slinky maybe once or twice ever. Sounds about right. Yeah. Is that a, something you lose before your Play Doh years? Or after? Oh, that's post. Or are they that's post. No, that's an that's, advanced toy. Pre Play Doh for sure. You stop no way. Play Doh is pre-Play-Doh? any age. <laughs> I think Slinky's any age. So here's yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> Let's Slink, be honest. Play-Doh you and can, also unisex. You can put Play-Doh in your mouth and it's not good. <laughs> Whereas a Slinky's not going to hurt your mouth. You and I sex? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's going off, but I love it. Guys, Mike... Mike Are you talking about putting Play-Doh in your mouth? Sorry, I needed to backtrack. No, is that we're, we're talking. We're talking about like you know an age range. Like where do you when do you outgrow what? These aren't Tide Pods. You don't eat them. No, I know, but like I'm <laughs> saying, you can't give a a baby Play-Doh, but you can give a baby a Slinky. You have you ever seen a baby with a? A slinky? baby would not know it what to do with a Slinky. <laughs> give me a week, and I will get a picture with a baby. <laughs> Babies a do not have. Uh, yeah, they'll hold that it. I took. Hold Go it. to New York. They won't use Unique it properly. New York. Go to New York, <laughs> and you will find a baby. That baby's name is Ingrid. She lives <laughs> on Wall Street. <laughs> you will find a baby in New York City. There's only one. Right <laughs> you will the, find the, a the baby. New, the, the New World Trade Center, <laughs> <laughs> right outside of CVS, sitting there in her stroller. She can't walk yet. <laughs> and she give her some play to or a slinky. Come back a week later. Mike's really painting a picture here. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Thank you for that, Mike. You're welcome. The same. Oh. Re- <laughs> do you have a Do you have a an invention that you want to rock? You know, it doesn't even have to be invention. Like when I, 
I initially sent this, uh, uh, like this conversation topic over to the guys and I gave them some examples, but one thing was like, uh, Christopher Columbus discovering like, well, I mean, you know, in, in our like history books, like Christopher Columbus is said to have discovered India and then it's like, Oh, psych, it's the Americas. But it was definitely an accident. He was trying to find like the passage to India oh. without dropping off the edge of the earth. That's a good one. Yeah. And so that was definitely an accidental discovery that changed the history of the world. You think Google Maps was down or when he was doing that? <laughs> yeah, they uh, didn't Dry have joke. LTE back then. It was, they're still rocking the 3G, so he couldn't get the maps to load quick enough. <sighs> what an idiot. <laughs> so there's a, a really funny Lucy K bit where he's talking about when Christopher Columbus came over and like the first Europeans came over and they're like looking at they see Native Americans and they just start calling them Indians. He's like, nah, you're Indians. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, actually, we're Native Americans. He's like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're Indians. Indians. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, you're Indians. <laughs> and then the name just stuck. <laughs> uh, that, like a post-it note. But it reminds me, there's that How I Met Your Mother like the episode where uh, Barney tells Ted that he's setting Ted up with a prostitute. And like the whole episode, they go through and Ted thinks that she's a prostitute. And uh, it turns out she's not a prostitute. But when Ted's like taking her up to a hotel room, Ted's like, uh, oh boy, I've never done this before. It's like really exciting. <laughs> it's like, well, you've never what? <laughs> it's like, you know, I've never been on a date <laughs> and she's like i've been dating since i was like 14 and he was like oh you're you're so young she's like well, what do you mean he's like well you know you're a prostitute <laughs> she's like no i'm a paralegal <laughs> and he's like no you're a prostitute <laughs> and i imagine that's how the conversation with christopher columbus and the native is christopher columbus is like you guys are indians and like no we're native americans nah. no you're indian have you met squatting bear <laughs> that was a deep joke if you don't watch how i met your mother <laughs> that yeah. one might have zoomed right by you. You haven't right, seen right episode over. one of How I Met Your Brother. <laughs> Sorry to our listener in Portugal. That one might have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are up live on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. We even have reviews. I think. Let me read one of them. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait for the end of the episode. Hold on, I got it pulled up. Read one of them randomly. Just pick a random review and read it, Mike. Just, just so one of them. If you didn't check out our last episode, we talked about reviews and how they're really <laughs> legit. And uh, so this one, it was brought to us. Uh, the title is Great and Foolish. <laughs> oh, I get it. I see what they did there. Uh, five stars and... And it's only out of five stars, by the way. Oh, so 100%. Um, and it said, easy to listen <laughs> to and funny. Keep it up. Well, whoever this raider was, we are. Episode six. What, what's that raider's uh, uh, screen name? Um, <laughs> oh, it doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't? <laughs> it's not a certain... It says like... <laughs> <Jim> Brazil. <laughs> uh, like a bunch of numbers. I think it's actually in like zeros and ones. Okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know, but it was a great review. Thanks. It's probably a movie executive or something. Someone very important. <coughs> Super cryptic. It's like the Da Vinci Code. So <laughs> right. just so our listeners know, if you leave a review, a five-star review, we will read your comment. We will read your comment. Live on our podcast. And also even a four-star review, review we'd read. <laughs> <laughs> Anything above, four or above. <laughs> yeah, all, all six of our reviews so far are definitely like, you know, our parents <laughs> and best friends. See, what I liked about that review, though, was... It was like short, but it was also to the point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us more about what else do you like about that review. So it played on our title of our podcast. <laughs> I think that was rhetorical. <laughs> what do you think the person was thinking when they wrote this review, Michael? <laughs> That's a good question. I should ask them. <laughs> um, what's our listener's name in Portugal? Uh, oh, it's a we John. Give him a shout out, John Hartman. Actually, John Hartman. yeah, he, shout uh, out. What a boss! You know the name? Yeah. So he's listening on SoundCloud, which is how I found how I found out his name. 
What so up, Joe? We're we're hosted on SoundCloud, so we're not trying uh, to be creepy. Yeah, but. are we gonna make him feel weird? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We have awesome. lots of listeners, okay? <laughs> so actually, literally listen, hundreds. We, yeah, we peaked we peaked the hundred mark on uh, on day two, actually, which is. That's pretty cool, and I think so I'm good. the only one that shared it with people. <laughs> like, uh, I haven't told a soul. <laughs> you motherfuckers! I've been Whoa. putting so much work into Whoa, this. Whoa, the dog's ears! <laughs> Is this the end of the Greater He's Fools? He's eleven weeks. Are we having our first fight? <laughs> I'm sorry, Indy. I'm not good at promoting stuff like this. I just feel awkward no, saying, "Hey, come listen to ask, my podcast." So here's what I've done. I I actually want to hear feedback from people, so I ask them like. Like, what, any opinions, like, anything that you would help with? No, like the reviews. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if they say something negative, you just stop being friends with them, right? Yeah, I haven't talked to this guy who tweeted me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so watch yourself, Hartman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually kidding. Uh, we, we did have a couple other reviews, but it was... I, I, I don't know. It's It's kind of exciting so far. Just the first few days. We're at five episodes, soon to be six. Yeah, what, what are you going to do with your newfound fame, Chris? How are you handling that? Uh, well, I feel pretty much the same. I mean, nobody's recognized me on the street yet from my podcast. <laughs> from your voice. <laughs> no, once we get the video up and running, <laughs> once the video is, goes live. You're not signing autographs? Oh, well, not yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So... More discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I have I have two oh. that I'm very excited about. I'm gonna try and find an alcoholic one while you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be difficult. A, a little teaser for our listeners. Stay tuned. <laughs> Mike's got something good cooking. <laughs> All right, so this one is <laughs> it's a gentleman named uh, Percy Spencer. Ooh. So uh, he was actually during World War II. He was working on radar technology. For the uh, for the allies, and while he was working through some of the technology, uh, he had a a chocolate bar in his pocket, and he noticed that like during <laughs> like during a couple of the radar tests, the chocolate bar had like melted to like liquefied, <laughs> and and so he was like, you know what? It's like I I think this is actually from the technology that's right in front of me, and instead of thinking he was microwaving, I might be sterile. (laughs) 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 He was like, like, "Oh, uh, maybe I can monetize this." Yeah, what a good guy. Yeah, so (laughs) hell of a guy. (laughs) He, uh, I don't think he ever had kids. (laughs) Maybe though, we don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I should have done some background. Yeah, she would probably take quite a bit, honestly, to find if he had kids. No. no, it'd probably take quite a bit of exposure to sterilize. Have you ever, you know, put your junk inside of a microwave? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think it would take that much. much. <laughs> yeah, it was enough to melt the chocolate. Yeah, working, <laughs> I think is. I don't know. I don't think the sperm stood a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely getting a little. Uh, but that's amazing. Mutations. He's like working on this thing, and he's in the middle of like. Oh, I'm trying to create this technology so that we can figure out if planes are going to drop bombs on us over here. And he's like, you know what? what? We need a way to easily heat food. Screw this. <laughs> with the science oven. Poor, <laughs> <laughs> I want people to be able to cook a burrito in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, burrito. <laughs> that was a worldwide food at that time. <laughs> no, so that's that's a good one. Especially the frozen variety. <laughs> yeah. From Costco. <laughs> yeah. No, I, Another I really, sponsor. I, I don't know what it is, but I I fucking love these stories. I love hearing about like somebody who totally pivots like when they're when they're testing something out. Um another good one is uh the so a guy named Peter Dunn and Albert Wood were working on a cardiovascular drug. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the cardiovascular drug was supposed to be doing, um, but <laughs> what they ended up finding I out is... Wasn't it blood pressure? It was supposed to lower I think blood it was pressure? supposed to lower... Bre- or no, I think it was supposed to increase blood pressure. So the pe- No? Lower no. blood pressure. Okay. So it was lower, lowering blood pressure. And, uh, and instead of... Uh, <laughs> What was it called? Oh, so instead of lowering, it didn't do well at lowering the blood pressure. But but the test subjects didn't want to give the drug back because of another side effect that it actually had. And that was that it gave them raging boners. <laughs> By the way, a uh, funny addition to that, uh, one of the inventor's name 
is Albert Wood. Yes, it is. <laughs> Peter Dunn and Albert Wood. <laughs> so for anyone who ever wondered about like where the pun Woody or Wood came from, it could have been Al. could have been your boy Al. It could have been, been Al. Our boy Al. Classic Al Wood. He's making sodafinil for people. and, and uh, Woody Allen. I can only imagine like... <laughs> in the the initial Pfizer conference, where they're announcing the release of Viagra, <laughs> they're just like the slideshow got very graphic, very fast. <laughs> they're like, and boners, <laughs> hell of a meeting to be at. <laughs> Boy, they probably were like, we're gonna be f- fucking rich. <laughs> Here's stage two. And we have liftoff. <laughs> <laughs> and your free samples are under your... Yeah. Uh, everybody has a free sample under their chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Orgy room is next door. <laughs> that was the most lit <laughs> conference ever. Speaking of orgies, it's Pride Weekend. It <laughs> <laughs> and a, it's four guys in a basement. That was a <laughs> What's weird segue. With <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> well, five boys, technically. <laughs> He's a puppy. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Anyways, who's uh, got another invention? Yeah. I've got one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the medical world is chock full of examples. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah dude. You guys have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> no, <it's>, uh, <laughs> that is My, actually, honestly, everybody's messing up. Because, because <laughs> My last <laughs> favorite <laughs> one is actually another medical uh, discovery, but it's 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 actually sorry. so true though. Two weeks into my own summer research, we finished this. Uh, experiment that I was running with the PhD that I'm working with and what we found had zero impact on our project but had tons of implications for the group next to us so just a happy accident anyway uh, the story though there is this uh, this farmer I believe in Wisconsin whose cows uh, whenever they'd get castrated or dehorned would just keep bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and and the farmer couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, was it a curse or what was going on? Why were his cows just just bleeding to death from these uh, when, simple yeah, routine operations? No, yeah, I think <laughs> it, if somebody chopped mine off, I'd probably bleed to death. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't know. It's, you uh-huh. should be fine. Um, <laughs> we'll find out on next week's episode. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, so, does so anyway, still have his balls? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out these uh, these cows were munching on this sweet clover. Um, which actually had uh, what we now call warfarin, um, which was one of the first big blood thinners out there. Um, and so now it's one of the most widely used drugs in America and it's just discovered by a bunch of cows just munching on this plant. Wait, so what death. does it do? It So it prevents your blood from coagulating. So you just... So if you have like blood clots a lot or... I don't so, know what what do people use that for? So all sorts of things, uh, lots of different heart diseases, like if super you, obese, high cholesterol. If yeah, if you and pretty much anything that goes wrong with your heart, you probably need <laughs> warfarin. I mean that's that's not exactly true, um, but to just prevent you from forming clots that'll. I mean, you worry about clots for a lot of different reasons. They can get in your lungs, and it's called a pulmonary embolism. Well, I've been watching House a lot lately, (laughs) and clots are, I mean, no fucking joke. If it gets in your brain, brain, stroke, game changer, Mm -hmm. you got something going wrong. Yeah. I love that your reference was House, like, I've been watching (laughs) this fake show. I'll tell you what, whenever (laughs) something fake happens... It's a game it's a clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's every bad. every patient every patient seizes Dude, at one point or another. If, if I ever go to like a med gala, like we're just a bunch of medical professionals, I'm just gonna watch a bunch of Grey's Anatomy, and like <laughs> and just be like, all right, just study up. Just stick with Scrubs. Scrubs will teach you everything you need to know about medicine. Dude, I love Scrubs. Oh show. come on! House is way more serious than Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> the main character is. Awesome but is it as funny? In, um, house, House, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a awesome. m- yeah. Oh, House. <laughs> yeah. He's a misanthropic atheist who is just misanthropic. So good word. F- fucking hilarious. I, I actually, I find myself laughing out loud at that show too. So it's it's just funny, and like most of the jokes are very dry. So it uh, he he holds up a two. When, when he that's says two. it, too, he's like, that's a two. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an inside joke. It's a dry joke, not yeah, a wet joke. Inside <laughs> jokes. <laughs> it's like, oh, love inside jokes. I'd, I'd love to be a part of one one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's the saddest that's an thing. Office Michael Scott. <laughs> that's Michael Scott coming in hot. You know, you miss all the shots you don't take. 
<laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. <laughs> I have that t-shirt, by the way. I love it. When uh, you know what t-shirt we don't t-shirt. have is the <laughs> wolf howl at the moon. Uh, three wolf. Oh. <laughs> we should. Another office that, reference. That's like a podcast team shirt. It, Sarah looked at buying be. them for us, but they were like 25 bucks each. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I would have to drop 100 bucks to give them. That. Yeah, not worth but it. But if we're at the pool and we all have those shirts, think about how many chicks won't want to have sex with us. <laughs> <laughs> how many, Michael? <laughs> Well, well, the women with no teeth. <laughs> oh, man, nothing like a good blowjob from a lady with no teeth, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Tell us about that. Tell us about right. your first experience with that, Michael. So there was a woman <laughs> in Barcelona, Spain. Was she a woman? <laughs> she was very well versed in World War World War Two. <laughs> she used to. She had a common phrase she would use for. She'd say, "This is not as bad as the war," and it was so weird because she'd only say that while we were having sex. <laughs> so weird. Really threw me for a turn. Oh god. <laughs> but she called me ace. I got straight peas. <laughs> okay, Andy Bernard. <laughs> and we've come full circle. Back to the office. <laughs> uh, that he Guys, will- you know what? Let's. Let's, uh, we should do an office episode. Oh my, well, that would just never end. No, I, <laughs> I think, could go on and I on. I think we should, you know, just come in with like our favorite office stuff, talk oh. about everything. Yeah, I how would, do people feel do about that. a 12-hour episode? <laughs> 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 We're just going to, you know what, let's just watch it. It's even better than us talking about it. <laughs> we just watch an episode and talk about it on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make Joe Rogan look like a bitch. <laughs> you know, Three-hour episode. What's hilarious to me is like <laughs> listening to a podcast talk about something else instead of just watching it yourself is like, no, no, don't watch The Office. Just let us describe it for you. You'll enjoy it more. <laughs> it's like reading someone's live tweets. <laughs> yeah, instead <laughs> of watching. They're live tweeting at some event thing. and that's how you're getting it. <laughs> 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 the future of this podcast is looking really bright. <laughs> We're scaring people away. <laughs> Give me the beat, boy. So I, I got another one if we want to keep going. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I do want to keep going. These are, these Raise are your hand if you know how refrigeration works. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a compressor and a... Yeah, Chris knows. Uh, I know that when you compress air, it gets colder. No. Oh, no, no, hotter. That's right. So you're actually sucking out the hot air with, that the, is correct. with the compressor. So you're creating a vacuum on the front end. I, I don't know. I, I, so I have a you're on basic the right track. concept of it, but you know, I don't you, really you, understand it. You're very, very close. Basically, there's a gas that goes through a closed loop system. And w- when it's on the outside of the refrigerator, they compress it and it gets hot. Because when you the act of compressing it, it heats it up. Yeah. And then it, they, but they let it cool for a little bit they they compress it it heats up but then they give it some time it cools back down to room temperature then they send it into the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and then they let it expand and the act of expanding Mm, it absorbs that hot air and makes everything else cool cooler that's fun anyway guys that you know what we are teaching people valuable lessons i mean if we if we go back to the dark ages you know from some massive like earth-shattering event you know what some of our listeners may know how to create a refrigerator in the future is your refrigerator running (laughs) sam everyone knows but that's just the setup though i didn't even tell you the the invention it was just better than the invention (laughs) i'm just no you haven't heard keep going actually (laughs) yeah we're already (laughs) impressed enough adam i think the story is all i've done was give you a background on refrigeration adam Um, anyway, there's this chemist who was trying to come up with a, a better way of refrigerating stuff. This was in the early days, and he was messing around with different gases, chlorotetrafluoride or something like yeah, that. Yeah, chlorotetrafluoride, yep. Yeah, that one. Yep. It's a good one. And uh, he um, had a bunch of this gas, and he was storing it in dry ice to keep it really cool, trying to do some testing on it, and then he left it alone, and then he comes back and it's a solid and it um is super slick super slippery and super stable like Hmm. 
after after that point, like heat didn't do anything to it, and it didn't <laughs> change the state of it at all. It was, um, you know, it, it was just really solid. And then he realized, hey, this is Teflon. That's and, amazing. And uh, I was actually gonna say, is it oh like ceramic or something? But I remember you mentioned you might talk about Teflon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like like ceramic also has like a lot of those same similar properties, but not to the extent of Teflon, which is. That's yeah, really cool. So, yeah, I mean, accidental discovery. But is Teflon? Wait, I'm trying to think. Where there's like different types of Teflon, but it's the so, plastic, right? It's a uh, or so it's uh, like the anti-stick stuff you put on a pan or something, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of frying pans are coated in Teflon. Yeah, that's well, there's right. also like a Teflon vest, is there not? For like, like if you're suiting up, if you're like a SWAT guy and you need to, mm. you're coming in hot, like Teflon no. vest. You sure? That's uh, Kevlar. Kevlar, yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> also, but there's also the Teflon dong. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. What does that mean, by the way? I don't know. I don't really know. It doesn't <laughs> stick to the inside of what? Wait, the Teflon what? Sam? Teflon don. <laughs> Isn't that Rick Ross? Someone says I can't remember. Some rapper just calls themselves <laughs> the Teflon don. Um. Anyway. Anyway, that's how Teflon was invented, and but the, he found this material, and it was you know resistant to heat, and it was super slick, non-sticky, blah 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 blah, and uh, and then someone else actually figured out how to stick it to a skillet. Yeah, how do you get the non-sticky stuff stuck? Yeah, exactly <laughs> to a skillet. Exactly. And why can I scrape it off with a fork? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, made but, that mistake. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there's a fun. Random invention. So it was Rick Ross, and I guess it's actually a nickname for an Italian-American gangster. <laughs> so... There's actually, there's actually a gangster named Teflon Don. It, that was his nickname, yeah. New York City, big crime family. Look I'm out, if you're uh, from the Teflon Don and you're listening, uh, we'd appreciate a sponsorship. <laughs> we want to be friends. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about the ratio of like intentional inventions versus not intentional, and like their impact on the world... And just like what, you know what I mean? Like, is it when someone like sets out, like, I want to invent this, like a way to do this. I'm sure it's overwhelmingly intentional. Overwhelmingly intentional. Honestly, we have so many accidental inventions that I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like, oh, this is kind of how like things are invented. Or do you just (laughs) hear about the accidental ones more? You hear about the accidental ones for sure. No no idea. Plus, like, look at all these stories. 99% 99% of these stories, the people were trying to look for something already, and they just found something that they weren't okay, looking so, for. Okay, so Gore-Tex, right? The, the uh, what? I mean, Gore-Tex is used in so many things, right? But, like, commercial things that it's used in is, like, clothing, like, where it, it has, I, I don't exactly understand how it works, but when there's, like, water, like, that comes in contact with it, it, I guess the water molecules can't get through it or something. But the air can actually escape it. Um, it. But then also they use it on like artificial hearts and stuff like that. Like was at, at what point are you like, you know what? I'm trying to invent this very specific material that can be used in literally any application that you can think of. Like, it, Well, it probably starts with one application, see, right? But, but that's and then well, it Gore-Tex leads actually, to others. Yeah, Gore-Tex actually was pretty intentional, right? Because the... But what was it intentional for? Was it intentional for a clothing thing, or was it intentional for like, oh, we can use this and it like closes somebody's like heart? I cl- for patches clothes of heart. first, I believe. I mean, it was a Westminster person yeah, that invented I know. it. It was. Um, so the the thing with Gore-Tex is the material is spaced so that uh, the the way that it's spaced out is water molecules. There, so water molecules like to stick together, especially when it's in a liquid form. Um, What's that word, Sam? <clears throat> Cohesion nailed it. So when 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 water molecules stick together, Boy, it's called that cohesion. couch over there. The black couch is just <laughs> full of brain power. Okay, you learned <laughs> that. You literally learned that in elementary school. Because what is it called when it, it sticks to something other than a water molecule? Like if it sticks to the wall, adhesion. There we go. Here's the situation. Yeah, Tell me you don't I, know that. <laughs> Tell me you don't know the difference between cohesion and adhesion. I, mean, I knew, I do. kind of. No, I do. I do because I know the word. I can just picture like a full <laughs> glass of water. Yeah, yeah, everybody's done the test where they Mm -hmm. do water droplets on, like, a penny, and then they see, like, it bubble up. Having said that, though, I know my role. My role is to throw out meta questions and then just (laughs) dish them. (laughs) Just a cold throw. (laughs) And then just joke about the the answers you give. (laughs) 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> as long as we each know our roles, Mike. Uh, I'm trying to I find. I knew it was me. And every time you just sell me out, <laughs> <laughs> they won't know until we do video, Adam. <laughs> Are we planning on doing I video? I can't wait to do video. I just want to set up a camera <laughs> and just throw this on YouTube. Just yeah. just we'd have to get funny. Have to Nobody like knows what I'm doing. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Mike, whose voice do you think they're that, that you sound like? I mean, who, who are they Bert mixing you Bacharach? up with? <laughs> Burt Macklin, FBI, yeah, hopefully, Janet Snakehole. Hopefully everybody's okay being associated with the podcast because I use your first and last names in the descriptions. Oops. So It's great. <laughs> it's great. I know. I uh, mess up my role. <laughs> we got uh, we got really thrown from Gore-Tex anyway, <laughs> Sam. No, I, I, and that's okay. Like we're <laughs> Mike, what Mike's trying to say is no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, okay, but when Mike's trying to be, <laughs> you say so. You say that it was intentionally designed for clothing. And how the fuck did it get into the patching of people's hearts? So there, I mean, Great Gore Gore is a materials company, yeah, right. So everything they do, they are constantly looking for new applications of their product. Um, they want to sell to as many different people as possible, exactly. But they, some, and they have like five different branches of their company selling to different industries. Biomedical is one of the biggest ones, and they do a ton of stuff with like endovascular technology and all sorts of. But what was the first point where they were like, you know what, we can. Like we can actually use this for biomedical uses. I, I think like, that's kind of the. And is that like, you? I mean, I'm not saying it was an accident. Maybe like if I said it was an accident, somebody would come back and be like, "No, it wasn't an accident. We intentionally did it." But well, I'm saying it's almost more likely that somebody was like, "Holy shit! I just had an epiphany. Like, like this is actually keeping like water away from my skin, and like it, you know, I can actually." Attach it to something and and keep like a liquid separate from other liquid sources. So like, it's almost like that's just how things are invented. Where if you're not like if there's an idea out there and we haven't already come up with it, like people would be working towards it. And it's almost like the human condition is that we'll figure out how to do it if we thought of it. But if we haven't thought of it, it's almost that we discover things on accident. And For sure. And that's kind of like the idea of zero to one, right? Like you go from a place where you you have like a, a baseline of what you know. And then all of a sudden there's like this huge breakthrough of like completely a new terrain where it's you had no idea what it was. Well, there's there's basically like two categories, right? There's the category where there's... There's one category. There's a product... <laughs> Success. There's a product that Sorry, has couch. been invented, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden we find a, a second application for it. But is that an accident? But then, I, I say that that is an accident. If, well, that can you're be. not intentionally testing it on that before well, you have the idea. That well, I think that's entrepreneurship. I no, mean, think I, about like Lucid. Like Lucid comes up with this flowchart, and they're trying to figure out every single different use. Uh, of their product, right? Every company, every yeah, good every entrepreneur does that. Does that? That's evolution, not rev- or that's yeah, evolution, not revolution. So preach, I'll I'll give preach. you an example of uh, so this uh, this story I'm I'm extremely happy to describe because it's it's absolutely hilarious. So a scientist named <laughs> so strap yourselves in. This is gonna be a good one. <laughs> this is the one I've been waiting for. <laughs> if Here you thought go. this episode and was I've good done a so lot far. of research into it, and I didn't write down all of my notes, but I just learned a lot about how it happened. So uh, a guy named Luigi Giovanni, he... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Teflon Don. <laughs> oh, I know, Gio. So uh, he went through medical school, like, had had actually, like, you know, been a pretty successful uh, doctor. And then at one point, he decided that he wanted to move away from medicine and into teaching. And in his teaching role, he was actually running like a lab. And he got to a point where... I, I, I can't remember who he was having the conversation with, but he had actually claimed, and <laughs> this is why people think he was a little crazy while he was on the path to di- like discovering this. He claimed that a frog's testicles were in its legs. And I'm dead serious about that. <laughs> that the testicles were like in his legs or in its legs. Oh, classic Giovanni. So <laughs> Luigi, <laughs> Luigi's like cutting <laughs> frog's legs open and being like, 
nope, no testicles in there. <laughs> just like, no, no, it must be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw a hint of an epididymis, though. <laughs> but he's he's literally a madman. <laughs> and, and, like, he's going through this. He has lab assistants. He's an actual, like, professor uh, running a lab. Anyways. You can't so trust people in the medical field, am I right? <laughs> They're all full of shit. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Sam. So, at the time, we didn't understand, like, how muscles actually move like how they um like what what it is behind like at the molecular level this was just too early on to actually understand what made them function right and so one time the frog so he was uh his assistant was actually like credited with like doing the actual procedure but he uh he was using a uh, a scalpel and the scalpel had created a little bit of like static electricity and when he went to touch the frog leg, the there was like a little spark from the static electricity, and the frog leg started twitching. And literally, that was how they discovered that, like, m- like uh, I guess muscular structures. And, and this is where I, I get completely lost because I don't understand how it works myself. But like, that's how we discovered bioelectricity, where like your brain is like a bunch of neurons firing, and like. I don't know. Maybe I'd actually probably want Sam to, you know, pick up here. But I'm like, just gonna let you keep swimming. This is great. Keep going. I, no, this is terrible. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something wrong. But like, um, that was like, it was like that one thing, and he completely pivoted. And I don't know if he ever gave up the ideal that frogs' testicles are in their legs. <laughs> but but they are on their legs. But maybe right? <laughs> I don't know. He never found one. He he never found a male. He only. Cut open female. Are all frogs female? What's going on here? But can we get Charles to look up where to find but uh, that, frog testicles? So that one discovery, though, in his subsequent studying or in his subsequent like findings, literally like laid the way for things like pacemakers, for like the what do they call those? Like the paddles that you charge up and then you like defibrillator. Yeah, defibrillators, things like that. Like that one small thing has like completely changed the science and it was from a fucking crazy guy who was trying to find hey, here's a testicles. perfect segue to that so i was checking out thomas edison because he is <laughs> <laughs> and yep, electricity i see where, i see where you're going and he is he has invented a lot of shit will you bridge that gap for me how did you get to thomas so. edison so we were By talking electricity, about electricity electricity thomas edison thomas edison light bulbs you got it duh thanks chris gets it <laughs> so we were talking about like when something's intentional invention and when it's not. And he has a quote that's like, just because something doesn't do what you planned it to do doesn't mean it's useless. So just the idea of trying to create and then like kind of pivoting as you would to figure out like what the utility might be. So I think that's kind of like the nature of creating shit, right? Yeah, actually it's, I mean. Thanks, Tom. It's like a win-win situation, right? Even if you don't create what you're set out to create, you still might create something sweet. Yeah. He figured mm-hmm. out how not to create a light bulb, but he also figured out that touching an open spark hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed <laughs> not it. Not useless, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and then, all the time we have. <laughs> I think the key is kind of like, you know, be observant and think about what you are seeing and what's going on, right? I mean, even like going back to the penicillin example. Like the chances that this, uh, uh, you know, this this fungi was able to get into his dishes, honestly, super low. Like the chances of that happening are pretty incredible and absolutely remarkable. But the fact that he saw that, and instead of just thinking like, "Oh shit, I got this one contaminated," just gonna throw that one away. He's like, "Wait, you know, what the fuck's happening?" <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on? This put, is not what I expected. Be- <laughs> put a cap on your petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you noob. <laughs> Uh, uh, actually, that's kind of how artificial sweetener was discovered. Like this guy was working on chemicals Supernate. for something completely different. And we did talk about artificial sweeteners on the last episode in the gummy bears that make your asshole fire rockets out of it because <laughs> um, uh, they're laxatives. Anyways, but they were they were working Holla. on different chemicals and the guy goes home without washing his hands. And starts eating bread and's like, oh shit, I must have, I must have bought sweet bread or something. 
and eventually discovers that no, like the shit that I was working on is is sweet, and it's like, oh boy, I hope this can't kill me. And come to find out, no, it can't kill him. He may have had the shits, but um, yeah, that's uh, and that's he, he was super wealthy after that. <laughs> Dude, those moments of like, oh shit, this actually doesn't kill you. <laughs> yeah. Those are big moments. Yeah. <laughs> like the microwave didn't melt my insides. <laughs> there was a, so. It did kill my sperm though. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of them. Sperm count. That was someone from the black couch. <laughs> Just for anybody wondering. So from the black couch. We need to get this video up real quick. No. Classic Nobody would mic. watch it. <laughs> We'd have zero watching. Oh, we are a hot pieces of asses. <laughs> <laughs> pieces of asses? <laughs> was, that two, was that a double plural? <laughs> so we're hot each, pieces of ass? We're each multiple pieces of ass? Or are we each... How many, how many pieces and how many asses? I don't know, Adam. <laughs> I think you just have to stay tuned for the next episode where we'll dive into plural, plural and plural action. Yeah, and just see see what happens. <laughs> we'll get some so plural insight, if you will. Shout out to our plural sponsor, site. plural site. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, we've we've killed the sponsors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we nailed it. <laughs> We are in no way affiliated with Portal Sight. Okay, so <laughs> so kind of a segue. Speaking of things that uh, we're so good at segues, <laughs> we're real bad at segues. Observing things that don't kill you. Um, so the invention of intraocular lenses. Uh, so basically, sticking fake lenses into your eye. Um, I, apparently, there was a World Contact War II. Contact lenses. Uh, sorry, like intraocular. So replacing your natural lens with a. Uh, by an implant, what? basically. Well, I mean, it's. it's I didn't even know. I don't know. There's a thing. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like if you Sweet. like if someone has glaucoma or something, they just pull out your lens. I thought you just smoked weed for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the Is pain. That <laughs> 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 oh, that, that's for the. Oh, it's for the pain. Uh, oh man, shit! Someone's you know, been reading. I totally much. misunderstood that. <laughs> that was someone on the gray couch. <laughs> 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 the little gray couch. <laughs> Yeah. Hey Mike, is uh, is is this one company that you uh, tend to like? Or you know, if, are they going to end up selling weed one day as a medicinal? I have had many uh, a client ask about like, <laughs> hey, my dude, can you send me weed? And I'm like, hey. We're on a recorded line. Soon, maybe. <laughs> We're on a recorded line. <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> 100%. I'm like, hey, buddy. Let me switch um, you. Call this number on our unrecorded line. I would line. love to bond with you about weed. Uh, it's a HIPAA issue. But uh, gambling is legal now in Delaware on Tuesday. There so we go. Shout, shout out, out to, to Delaware. Yeah. Uh, bet on the greater fools <laughs> if you're living in Delaware. Any uh, any so okay. Wait to finish that story about intraocular devices. Um, so what happened is there's this pilot that had uh, a bunch of plastic, which I don't know where this came from, but plastic shrapnel in his eye, um, and he was working with this patient and noticed that all these plastic shards in his eye, although you know it was very painful and awful, his eye didn't seem to react to it in the way that he expected. Because usually your body, when it has some sort of like foreign yeah, it body... Yeah, that shit. Yeah, it, it, you know, it gets really inflamed. It's trying to, you know, eat it up, trying to get rid of it. But with this plastic, for some reason, the eye was just totally cool with it. And he, you know, started kind of pieces together like, okay, maybe there are some forms of plastic that we could actually shape to be a new lens and your eye wouldn't reject it. And he came up with the first intraocular lens. Wow. Bizarre, right? Shit. That's really cool. I know. What did you guys do this week? <laughs> so I guess the message we want to send out to our, our listener in, in Portugal <laughs> is, um, Shout you out know, to if Sarah. you're trying to invent something right now, just know that it probably will end up being something else that's much cooler. <laughs> so, uh, so never give up on your dream. <laughs> so I think never surrender. That kind of wraps up most of our stories, except for I think Mike, did you did you have one story about is this something like failed glue? I want to say failed glue. Interesting. Um, I don't. Chris. And the use for that fail failed glue, the uh, 
and uh, and little papers that you write things on. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck it, I remember. Chris is just <laughs> teeing it up. <laughs> so I wonder remember what, Mike what about. you said you were going to talk about. Yeah, but I am a loose cannon, so you got to look out for those plans. <laughs> <laughs> Never know what you're going to get. Yeah, should we just not tell the listeners what we were? <laughs> uh, we were talking about sticky notes, um, but <laughs> yeah. So the guy was trying to create glue, and he just did a really poor job. And <laughs> oh, Mike, nice story. Thanks for t- thanks for sharing, Mike. <laughs> no problem, Sam. <laughs> uh, classic Adam. Uh, we're fucking people. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that kind of wraps up most of the the stories that we had. But um, before we sign off today, actually, I have a like something cool for you two guys. Um, Mike already knows about this. Um, yes. But. So uh, I thought this just felt like the right form to do this. So I actually asked Mike to officiate Sarah and I's wedding uh, next year. What? Can we come? <laughs> uh, which brings me to my next point. Um, Congrats, Mike. Adam, I would like to ask if you would do me the honor of being one of my groomsmen. For the wedding. <laughs> I would be so honored. Yes. yes. High five, buddy. Thank you, man. I, I'm glad that you said yes. It would have been real awkward <laughs> to delete the whole episode. Well, I'm just doing this on air. Can we talk about this in private? <laughs> I need to talk to you <laughs> about this whole thing. Uh, and then, Sam, uh, would, would you actually be my best man? Dude. Wait, 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 wait. There are conditions. <laughs> yes, you have to give a speech. Yes, you have to plan the bachelor party. And I know you're in med school, but but would you be my best man? Dude, absolutely. But honestly, for the life of me, I cannot figure out if I'm going to be the best man, why is Sarah marrying you? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just... There should be a different name. <laughs> it's like second best man or second no, no, no. or <laughs> it, I'm the, the runner up. The groom. You're, you're saying you don't like the title best man. You think it's misleading? Yeah, yeah. I'm more of like a spotter. Oh, like I thought you get, were wondering why Sarah no, it would should be marry like, me. It should be like pretty good man. The, the backup groom, right? <laughs> like if, if you run out on the wedding, I step in and marry Sarah, right? Isn't that my role? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Jerry Seinfeld bit for anybody wondering. <laughs> it's actually down to the Roxbury. um and then this one uh this one goes out to one of our avid listeners uh his name is keto uh (laughs) so there's a backstory behind this we uh like sarah's has a few friends and it's hard to decide like what specific number of um like groomsmen and bridesmaids you're gonna have um and and i haven't actually asked everybody yet that's going to be a groomsman or a bridesmaid um but I, you know, the numbers are hard and we thought we were going to keep it low and I didn't know if I was going to like be able to have Adam, um, Keto and Mike involved. Just scraping uh, in at the last second. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, No, here's the thing is I, I'm like, I hang out with these guys every week and they're some of my closest friends I've ever had. Um, top five. But this one's a shout out to Keto to see if he actually listens to the end of the episode. <laughs> but Keto, if you will be my groomsman, I want you to send me uh, send me something. Just Here come the waterworks. You've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're it not was, gonna tell him in any other was, way. The only way he's gonna no, know is, is if he listens. This is it. It's like oh, I really think you should listen to the podcast. We'll, we'll find out at the wedding if he listened or not. <laughs> should we call him and ask him right now? No. <laughs> Not at all. He's definitely getting his. You know, it's funny. <laughs> That's probably happening. Um, but I. Uh, He's in his pottery class. <laughs> He's getting his his pots <laughs> shaped. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> everybody knows what you meant. What is going so on? It was funny because we were talking. Like Sarah and I were talking. And we we're like, okay. Well, we really want to have a friend officiate the wedding because we've had a couple of friends now have like a close friend officiate. And I was like, okay, well, like, you know, with one of the three guys like Mike, Sam or sorry, Mike, Keto and Adam. It's like we were like, okay, well, you know, we want them all to be groomsmen, but we also need somebody to, to officiate the wedding. And we're like, 
Well, if keto officiated, it'd be the most sexual thing in the world. <laughs> we don't want keto to officiate. <laughs> He's going to officiate mine. It's fine. And, uh... <laughs> And 2032. <laughs> Are we all invited? Oh, that's hopeful. Mike being optimistic. Oh, I'm swiping right till 2031. <laughs> that's his way of telling us he met someone. Oh, you don't even know. Babe, if you're out there, <laughs> leave me a review and I'll look for you. <laughs> Oh man, this group is fun. <laughs> right. Well, we can't really go anywhere up from there. So uh I think we're gonna we're gonna sign off. Anybody have some last words they wanna say? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to sleep. Good night, little Indy. Now it's time to sleep. The town bad night. The <laughs> town bad night. For real though, this office? is a, this is my favorite episode so far. Yeah. So Chris awesome. and Sarah, 2019, ladies and gentlemen, it's gonna be awesome. Are you cool with me doing it like as a rap? <laughs> Adam, funny thing I meant to ask you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'll officiate. Spot, <laughs> spot just opened up. <laughs> I'm moving up in the world. All right, good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>